What's going on, everybody? This is Derek, and you're listening to Gaming and Chill, episode number 99. Today we have a guest. It's Alex. Hey! How are you How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all? You know, I can't really complain. So we're gonna act, on this episode, we're actually going to ask some icebreakers, talk about some cosplay, and the recent local convention, such, and then also talk about how you got into cosplay and much more. But first, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Okay, Humble let's Bundle get into some icebreakers here. Of its How does that sound to you? Feature charity. Uh, that sounds good with me. Awesome oh, okay. Model, have also so the first one up us, is so the Grand Canyon now echoes the answers to whatever you ask, All you need but to do only is go to our website, 30 years later. The page, and click what the do you Bundle ask? Partner logo and shop for Ooh, any man, games your heart's desire. I was thinking about this earlier, so what would... My direct thought would be, you know, will I be back in the, you know, the next 30 years to hear the answer? And then it just cuts out to the to be continued meme that's been going around. That just plays the heart. (laughs) Yeah, that was my first thought. I said uh, this. It really got me thinking. I was like, what would I want to hear? And I started thinking, I was like, I'm so much like my papa in a way. Lottery numbers. (laughs) What are the winning lottery numbers for that? You know, in 30 years from now, you know. 20, you know, 2038. 20, yeah, 2038 or 2039 at that point, because I, I don't know, I might want to start off my New Year's as a pretty good year. <laughs> or, or um, maybe we, I, maybe I could math better. That would actually be 2048. Oh, that's same here. You know what? The funny part is, I keep thinking about this and I laugh about it all the time. I was an instructional teacher last year, and they put me in charge of helping the kids with math, and I'm sitting over there like, how the hell did y'all think that that was a good idea? Because I'm horrible at math. <laughs> See, I uh, I used to teach math, and I'm like, oh, right. I looked down at the calendar, and I was like, wait a minute. In wait 30 years, that's 2048. We Why did I think it was 2008? <laughs> we back in 2008, 2009, when I was like a big dork in high, like middle school, high school, so... <laughs> Let's not go back that far. Right? <laughs> not that I'm not still a dork. <laughs> hey, you know, I think we all are in our own different way. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, what, lottery numbers? I don't... Uh, assuming that I'm back. Honestly, I don't know if there's anything that in 30 years will still be a thing. That's that's what I was thinking. I was like, unless the... I was like, I know the lottery's been around forever, might as well ask about the lottery. Because I know, unless that suddenly disappears and everybody stops playing into the lottery, but I mean, at this point, it helps the school system, so... There you go. Gosh, I I don't know that I actually have one. Like, I'm sitting... I've I've known about this question for months, and I'm like, I still don't know. It stumps you, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah, because it's one of those, like, what is actually going to be important? Because if you really... If you boil down the question, it's basically saying, what is important now that will still be important in 30 years? Yeah. And in life, it's, it's so unpredictable with life and everything. But I mean, like, you know, the most consistent things are going to be like your family. You know, some friends may cam- come and go, but then you have your good friends or, you know, some of your life may change in between then. So the answer that, you know, the question that you ask in that point may change down the line you're like man i wish i thought of a different question in 30 years then you're this gonna go true. yeah <laughs> then you're God. gonna go well i need to ask another 30 you know it's gonna become a you know almost like a continuation of you know you're gonna keep coming back <laughs> yeah it's one of those you're basing your life around the echo of a hole in the ground yeah you really think about it but it's pretty neat to think, oh, you know, here I can ask, am I going to be a billionaire in like the next 30 years? And then you might, you know, you might get there and then you're like, 
Well, well I, I was stupid. Answer. You know, I know the answer by now. It's like almost like a Doctor Strange kind of thing. <laughs> I, I was almost going the monkey paw sort of effect of... that. That's another good thing. Yeah. That's another good... And then I keep thinking about off of... I've been watching Ruby a lot lately, and they've Ooh. done season... Volume 6 right now, and Ooh. they were doing The Lantern, where, you know, every hundred years, you're only allowed to ask three questions, and, you know, Ruby just got to ask, you know... What was Oz pen hiding, which I don't know if anybody else has been watching or oh, just kind of waiting up. until Rooster Teeth is kind of hiding everything. But I'm not going to go more into it, but we learn what happened. I love Ruby. And did you see the newest episode that was released? I Gosh. saw episode six. To, I actually saw episode six or seven today. And I'm the, like so excited for the new Grimm that showed oh, about up. Apathy? So. Yes. Yes. I was I, like, oh my. I want to know about those silver eyes. That's I do I too. And especially with, you know, now their new person that's traveling along with them, Miss Cavalera, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. She is, she was a silver eye. So what happened to her? Like, why is she now, you know, wearing glasses? Did somebody happen, well, did Salem happen to get a hold of her or something? Or did somebody down the line happen to get a hold of her? One of the Spring Maidens, Ozpin, you know. But she seems to know that Ozpin is good. Or is it uh, almost the, I don't know how tuned into Naruto you are, of almost the Sharingan who makes it blind. So Silver Eyes have this great power, but does it have the drawback of you go blind? Yeah, that's that's a, that's another good question because she's wearing glasses now, and she's yeah. like, "Well, I was a silver eyed, you know, I was silver eyed." So I'm like thinking, "Well, did somebody either come to take her powers away from her, or you know, somewhere down the line, or like you said, Naruto effect, where you know you use it too much, and you become blind." Yeah, until you steal that- your brother's eyes. Weirdly enough. <laughs> See, my cousins have been wanting me to watch that show, and I haven't. And then they got me into One Piece, so I've been kind of watching that here. And I was watching it here and there with them, like, a couple of years ago. So it's like, I couldn't keep up with which one they wanted me to watch. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The Naruto One Piece Bleach Triangle. You enter it, and you never escape. I know. I was like, oh, do I really want to dive into this uh, endless uh, triangle? <laughs> this uh, the, Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> the one you should dive into, it's neither of those three, is actually Persona 5. I've been looking into that. Oh my gosh, because I've loving the artwork so far. In the video game, from what I can see, it looks fantastic. It is astounding. I played the <laughs> video game yesterday for about five hours, and I'm not even for through the first because the anime and the game are basically the same. Yeah. And I'm not even through the first five episodes. And well, how I many played, episodes are there? Uh, you know, I was supposed to look and I didn't because oh, I didn't anticipate God. talking about Persona, weirdly enough. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, but we've been slowly wa- wa- re-watching it. And okay. I was like, I was like, man, I'm kind of hesitant to play the game. I don't want to spoil the anime. You know, granted, it's based upon the game, but you know how it be. Yeah, you're like, you're torn in between two things. You're like, I really want to watch the rest of the anime. And then I'm like, you know, you want to play the rest of the game and then go back and watch the anime. Right. I know what you're talking about. Like, I've been trying to stay away from My Hero Academia. Because I see so much fan art of it. And speaking of the con, there are so many people dressed up as, you know, My Hero Academia. And I've been wanting to watch it so badly. But I'm trying to stay away from all the spoilers, all everything that's coming out about it. Because now I've, like, it's ruined my... (laughs) It ruined it kind of for me for All Might and finding out, like, a little bit about him. (laughs) So um, now I, I will say that that is in the first episode. So to say it's a spoiler, it's kind of true, but at the same time, it's in the first episode. So you kind of figure it out, but oh, um, yeah, there's there there there's like no secret about it. Okay, yeah, because so like that's like been worrying about it. So like I've been worrying about it so much because I'm like I don't have time to watch it right now, but I really want to watch it, and I don't want to look up anything on Instagram or see anything on Instagram. So it's like almost like avoiding like. Marvel, pretty much. Anytime there's, like, a Marvel movie I don't get to see, like, right away that weekend, I'm, like, avoiding Instagram, Facebook, everything, Twitter, all that. I'm, like, nope, I'm turned off from... I'm usually on social media a lot, and I'm turned off from the rest of the world for, like, that whole weekend. (laughs) For me, thankfully, um, Facebook is not a place to go find anime spoilers. I am, like, a billion times more likely to see the same repost of the new Endgame trailer for Marvel 
And I, um, I totally agree with that. At, whereas, like, anime, I'm like, well, no one's actually going to be watching anime. No one watches anime except for, I think, you. Nope, that's about it. <laughs> well, I'm part of, like, some, I'm part of a couple Overwatch groups that are, you know, specifically for, I was about to say Pacific, specifically for, um, PS4, the PS4 lounge of Overwatch, and then another Overwatch PS4 only chat. And there's a lot of people that will get on there. On we have an off top, off topic Tuesday or off, you know, the fly mm-hmm. Friday or something like that. And people will get on there and talk about different animes. And I'm like so hard from going. Nope, I'm like checking out right now. I mean, somebody like somebody actually spoiled. The, like, the third episode of Ruby for me because they're like, oh, I feel bad for Salem. I was like, what the hell happened? I've got to figure this out, this, man. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, I've got to watch it. I've got to go home and watch it. So I ended up staying up and watching, you know, all three episodes that were up and, like, laying in bed that night going, I need to know more. I need to know I what's going on. <laughs> I need it now. I'm I'm not part of Rooster Teeth first, but I need it now. <laughs> I am. Is it worth it? Because like I'm to me, cause... yes. Um, because okay. you get amazing shows such as Hardcore Tabletop. Okay. Um, which they played Monopoly for real money. Oh, that would be something my family would do. Except we ended up in a fight. <laughs> they had Achievement Haunter. Which is they go do uh, different ghost uh, spots. And I've been seeing the commercials for that, and I've been like, I want to watch this. I've got to watch this. It's really good. Um, It's worth a watch. And then you get a bunch of Funhouse stuff, which I'm starting to appreciate Funhouse a little bit more. You're starting to like that? Because I saw, again, I saw, like, the merch being uh, shown today during one of the commercials in between. Mm -hmm. Since they play two commercials on the Rooster Teeth. I'm so used to not having, or, well, ads. I'm so used to not having ads since I have YouTube Red with, you know, I got that with my Google Play Music. I don't know how that all ties in, I guess, with Google buying them. But um, I'm so used to not seeing ads. So when I see ads on video, I'm like, I don't don't want this. What is this this devil magic? (laughs) What is this? I don't appreciate it. (laughs) 100%. I'm like very much been, you know, spooled by the no ads for the last year. But uh, I'm starting to get, I understand why they moved over to just showing the episodes over there on Rooster Teeth. And I appreciate them. I know why a lot of YouTubers have been moving over to Twitch and Discord and because of the whole uh, apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah, the adpocalypse. And then just taking revenue. People, just random people claiming revenue. So I I definitely understand why they moved to Twitch and Discord and all that and moved away from YouTube. Yeah. So I I definitely understand why Rooster Teeth did that in the end. I totally agree. Um, Let's move on to the second question. This is a little bit uh, closer to your heart. Yes. (laughs) Explain cosplay to a caveman. You ever want to dress up like your favorite character? You ever want to go to the convention where there's other people that'll dress up as your favorite character and you won't get weird looks at? Cosplay. That is cosplay. You want to dress up like Batman? Go ahead and dress up like Batman. No one's going to judge you. Everybody's Batman at that point. You want to dress up as somebody from, you know, let's say like One Piece and run around like Naruto on the convention floor? You can do that. No one's going to bat an eye at you. You're going to be probably the, you know, the best one there. (laughs) Cosplay is just the freedom to be your favorite character for a day. Take photos. Meet people who share in the same, you know, know, concept as you and who like the same things as you do. And just enjoy the, the time that you have. A lot of people go into extreme crafting and learning how to build things. I have a friend that's like built stilts for her husband. I mean, still to her husband. So for him to learn how to cosplay as like this big wolf. And it's so, I mean, what she did is fantastic. (laughs) Oh, she's building those type of stilts? Like the, um, uh, what is the offset stilts? Yes. And it's so, I mean, she went ahead and did like almost like a fursuit around there. It's not like a furry like fursuit, but this is more like a wolf that he can go and like be. He's already tall, but Mm -hmm. now he's going to be like towering over everybody. That's awesome. It gives people the chance to learn how to make things out of nothing 
and I've learned a lot from making things out of PVC piping and making that, you know, my arm piece for my Merle cosplay from a couple of years ago. I mean, people make the most beautiful dresses. Somebody just recently, one of the cosplayers I follow on my Instagram, she is actually from Louisville. Um, she made an uh, Anastasia dress. You're talking about Jedi Amanda, and she's on the cover of a German magazine. Yes. <laughs> do, you know the Her- fun, do you know a fun fact? Um, I know that she has won thousands of awards, and I've known that she has come here to Louisville plenty of times. I have not gotten a chance to meet her. Actually, at one of my cons I went to a couple of years ago for Wizard World, she was actually one of the judges on the masquerade uh, for the cosplays at the last day, and it was pretty neat seeing her. And that's like the only glimpse I got of her that day. So let me blow your mind. Yes. We've interviewed her on the podcast. Oh, man. I need to go back and watch that. I need to go back and watch that because she is like, if I could, if I had the time and the space and my husband not thinking I lost my sanity, I would definitely build the dresses that she does and does, you know, do the stuff that she does. Oh, my gosh. If I had any of the money in the world, I would do what she does because she, let me tell you that Anastasia dress, that is my favorite. Oh, my gosh. It was like seeing her like. In person, like, even though I got to see only photographs of it, I'm like, oh, I love the dress. Yeah. I <laughs> remember the, the Amadala when, when she yes. was working on. See, that's, oh, that's, she, that's something I would work. love to do is have almost a creator space here in Louisville. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't have space within their homes or their apartments to set up a room dedicated to sewing that they can leave stuff out i mean you should see the recording studio in which i sit is just my desk in the living room oh yeah but i would love to have a dedicated space to go create a space to create a new project and leave it on the table and not have to go yep the cat or child is going to destroy that or, or or the puppy. That's, uh, I have to worry about that a lot of my projects. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, I wish there was a space here in Louisville. Because I know there's places in like LA and New York, the YouTube creative spaces, where yeah. people can go and record videos there. But there's nothing for mid-sized cities or smaller, like us. Where it's like, hey, here's a giant space to create a set. That you can record on. Here's recording computers. Here's editing computers. That would be an amazing uh, operation to have. I totally agree with you because, like, uh, we moved into our condo uh, last year before we got married. Um, well, I, we fixed it up before we moved in together. Um, but our second bedroom is pretty much become, you know, my creative space, and you know, trying to share it with. My husband has been very, very hard. And then, of course, we got the two dogs. And then I've got my cat who wants to be very, very close to me. So it's not like anything I can leave out that will, you know, stay in mitt condition. Like, I have to block off that room. And it's not fair because that room's not kind of become our second, like, you know, like, almost like an attic space. We, like, put everything there. Yeah. And it's hard to keep everything kind of separated. And then I feel like I've been stealing, like, my husband's desk because of just with my cricket stuff or going in there and I started doing more of my artwork to keep it off of our kitchen table because it was, you know, our kitchen table was becoming cluttered with my computer, his computer, you know, my art stuff sitting out, you know, anything that we, you know, I needed was sitting there at the table and, you know, it was driving me nuts because it was out there in the open and not in a separate room. And then our separate room is like becoming so overcrowded because, of our Christmas stuff and then Halloween stuff that we've been bringing, you know, from our house or just stuff that we've continuously moving in. And now we've got to redesign the host space. And for uh, my husband and I, we ended up 
you know, having, we're going to end up having a baby in July. And that was very unexpected. So now it's like our whole room's kind of been flipped upside down and, you know, we don't have that creative space anymore. So like a separate space away from the house where you can focus on everything and you don't have the dogs barking behind you or, you know, sound behind you, just a separate space with other people that are like-minded that would be able to help you like, Hey, I need, you know, a stitch here. You know, what do you think about this? That's going to have the same mindset as you. It's very hard to do that when you're in your own, you know, space by yourself that you don't like my husband, he doesn't do as much cosplay or, you know, as I do. And he does little things here and there from like a couple of years ago, but it's nothing like what I have in mind where like, I'm like, Oh, I want to build this and this and this. He doesn't have that. Like I do, but he's very creative himself, but it's not like I can go and say, okay, dear, how's this? Like, you know, I think the stitch is right here and he's going to be like, that looks okay to me. You know, I can't really tell. <laughs> right. I, I totally get that. Sorry. I felt like I went on a no, long rant. No, I, I, so. <laughs> I totally will agree. Like there's, there's, the ability to talk to somebody who's got the same uh, mindset yeah, um, and who's able to go, you know what? That mountain stitch, it doesn't work out so well. Maybe retry it. Maybe try a different stitch. Yeah. Maybe do a ladder stitch. Maybe do, you know, make sure that you tie it tighter or maybe instead of doing a stitch in the back, you do a corset because it might hold it. You know, you're able to tie everything back, you know, tie everything a little bit tighter instead of having a stitch where you're almost like stitching yourself into your dress so yeah. i i definitely i would definitely feel the need for a space because i feel like there's a lot of people around here who want to do cosplay and especially since going to this last convention i met uh, a group called orcs and yes. it's ohio river cosplay and i've you know now getting on there i feel like i've been able to ask like a ton of questions like uh what kind of face paint or body paint do you guys use you know because i'm buying like the cheap walmart stuff <laughs> during halloween or going the spirit and buying my stuff which is like stupid expensive and cracks at every moment that you put it on or if you like move a small muscle in your face so they've been like really helpful and very welcoming and everybody's like it feels like a community on there but I feel like if I saw them on a daily basis or every once in a while in a you know a set of you know our own environment I feel like there would be a lot more stuff I would get done yeah um there's this we've we've reached this point with tech. Um, if you so I, you've mentioned Rooster Teeth and she an achievement hunter. So I kind of yes. figure you you kind of familiar with that setting. Yes, where, where they, they're they're completely based in Houston and right. Everybody's in the same space. Well, I was gonna say the way they've brought people onto the team is people who have created stuff. Um, so originally, like they brought on Jeremy and Matt because they created something for them and they're like, Hey, you're community members. Cool. We've now reached a tipping point within our nerd culture where just having done it is no longer a viable option. So we're reaching a point. So with cosplay of just cosplaying is somehow not enough anymore. Now it's got to be almost flawless cosplay to get picked up for anything, to get paid for it. But to get to that point, you have to keep doing it and practicing, for which it's extremely hard to um, to find that niche because it's like the problem of Twitch. Yes. There's 500,000 people wanting to be the next ninja or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, not very many people that. will get there. Oh yeah, and that's that's something that every and as an you know as a person who does art, that's something that I see a lot of people struggle with. It's not just in the cosplay community or mm -hmm. the video game community; it's also in the art community. It's people who want to be the next YouTuber. It's the people that want to be you know. It's almost like America's Next Top Model, but you don't get the nice little tire banks telling you the smiles about everything. It's more of the you got to. It's either. Be so flawless and show everything as you not having a flaw, which is called the Instagram. Um, like, it's almost like an Instagram. Oh, yeah, the Instagram but, persona. Yeah, it's like 
Uh, have you ever seen the, I best describe this as the, you know, I just saw a video on this and it was like the Instagram mom versus the real mom. Oh, and yeah. And it's like the Instagram mom life, it looks perfect and everything about it looks great and the, every picture is like flawless, but then it shows the real mom life who is trying to do all this and follow the Instagram mom and it's like, well, my pictures aren't turning out like her. My pictures aren't looking like that. My child doesn't look perfect. The problem is, is that people only see what's posted on Instagram, what's posted on YouTube, and what's posted on Twitch. They only see the front side of it. They never see the behind the scenes of all the process that went into it from behind and like how it's, you know, it's hard to get where these people were. It takes time. It takes practice. It takes a lot of crying, blood, sweat, and tears, literally blood on some part. And, you know, it just, it takes a lot. And yeah. people want it now. People want this now. It's almost like if you think about off of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where she's like, I want it now, Daddy. I want it now. And then, uh, Daddy, you know, of I course. I want a squirrel. I want the squirrel. Daddy, I want a goose. It's like stuff like that. People think it's going to come. And that's a lot of things where I've experienced that struggle a couple of years ago where I was like, man, I want to be the next Instagram artist. I want to be noticed too. Notice me, senpai audience. But then you end up not pleasing yourself and you get mad at every single thing because you didn't get enough likes on your picture. You become more of a a likes. You want likes, likes, likes. You don't start creating things that you like or other people in your audience that you already have might like. You start to get into a rut where you're like, I'm not good enough and I'm just going to continue drawing the way I do. Or you get into a rut going, okay, maybe I don't please everybody, but if I continue working, maybe I'll get to be like... Leonardo da Vinci one day or I could be like the next Vinzy Pop who is now creating has been hotel so I mean that has, took her has been hotel has been hotel <laughs> I've heard of that one um uh, I followed her a long time ago before all this started, so I, I've been watching her for a long time she she is definitely one of those artists that has improved herself and really taken her time to learn everything that there is about art and, you know, improve herself. Because looking at when she first started, it was good art and everybody wants to draw like that. And she's very cartoony to now where it's like almost like she could be compared to like styles of Butch Hartman and Walt Disney and, you know, that kind right. of style. And she's made her own unique style and is now brought in an audience because of what she's done and it's not just with Hasband Hotel but when she started off with Zoophobia she had a unique art style and it just took her a while to develop which that's what I always think I'm like you know she didn't happen overnight neither did Walt Disney neither did right. you know Butch Hartman neither did any of these artists who sit there and work and neither any of these cosplayers or any of these musicians they didn't happen overnight it took time it took somebody to notice them and say, hey, they're pretty good. You know, this is who you should check out. It took years for these people to get to their point. And that's what I kind of have to keep reminding myself and remind others because I have a great group of art people that I've kind of surrounded myself with on Instagram. Um, it takes time. It didn't happen overnight. Right. It takes time to get noticed. It takes time to achieve, to make a career out of this. And I've, I've appreciated a lot of more people have been a lot more open with this concept where it didn't take me overnight. It yeah. took me a couple of days. It took me years. And that's, you know, I start going back on a lot of these cosplay accounts too. And like, I'm going back, I'm like, man, they were, you know, what I thought was good. They're great now and amazing. Their work back then was good. And they saw that is probably bad at the time and they've improved themselves to get to the point where they're at now. Right. Um, they've used that to fuel the fire. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly, you know, I feel the same way. I've used that to fuel the fire and try to improve myself and try to just work for, you know, I might not make this a career, but I just want to be good. You're I just want happy to, to attend to the party. Yeah. I'm happy to attend the party. I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to, you know, I accomplished this. This is my accomplishment for today. I feel good. What's my next thing I want to do? Yeah. What can I do to make this bigger? I will 100% agree with you there. Um, <laughs> I think the wrapping up this this particular icebreaker 
can Sorry. You, what you, you're good. Um, what you said actually reminded me of a quote by the ever so famous uh, Dan Abadan, better known as Danny Sexbang from Ninja Sex Party, <laughs> uh, saying, whenever you look at another creator artist that you respect, you're only seeing what took them a long time of work and doubt to push through. You never see the struggle behind it. So you think you're o- the only one struggling when, in fact, everyone goes through it. I definitely agree with that quote. I mean, that is like, it's so, it's so true. Like, it it hits you too. It's like, it's so, so true. Because I I definitely feel that. And I definitely wish a lot more people would stop and think about that. Because there are a lot of people out there that will sit there and delete pictures because it didn't get enough likes on it. There's people that will sit there and delete stuff that, oh, it wasn't good enough for them. Or, you know, whatever. Your time's not come yet. It's going to come. Someone is going to recognize you. But the problem is, just continue working. Don't give up. You cannot give up. Exactly. Um, there, I, had so, I had something and I lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Uh, let's move on to the third question. Because we still got a bunch of convention stuff to talk about. I know, and I'm so sorry. I, we get in these. We're, it's I, good I conversation. I love it, though. <laughs> Um, so this one should be a pretty simple question, I hope. Okay. Yeah. In the world of superheroes, they read comic books about lives of normal people like us. Which superhero do you hope is a fan of yours, and who is your villain? Uh, it took me a while to think about this, because I thought Peter Parker, Deadpool, because I was thinking, you know, Strictly Marvel at the time, because I was thinking, oh, you know, every superhero... Or hero wants a normal life again. They want something different from what's going on with them. They want that normal life. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about what's my life been consisted of. And I thought, you know, if my life ever played as a TV show, it'd be stupidly funny. My husband, uh, very clumsy. I trip upstairs. I don't trip down them. I make really bad puns. I have real life issues of growing up, you know, dealing with my anger issues over time. And so I started thinking, I was like, well, this is all going to connect back to Rooster Teeth, but Yang from Ruby. And I started thinking, I was like, she is very punny and she has developed over a lot of time with her character. She's had anger issues in the past that she's now working through. And I totally get that because I went through a point in time where I've had anger issues and you feel like the only way you get through it is by punching your way out. But that's not always the solution. You have to think about it very mature. You know, you have to be very mature about your thoughts and your actions. And, I mean, you have to, you get hurt from doing that. And then you got to pick yourself back up. So, I feel like she would be a fan because I feel like I relate a lot to her. But then I start thinking about my villain, who would be my villain in my story, which I think is... uh, Radio commercials. <laughs> Every time I get in the car, there's a radio. I know, and it's like so weird to jump from something so serious to like a radio commercial being my villain. But every time I get in the car, I swear I'm Tony cursed. Molito here. <laughs> Tony Molito, yes. But I swear, every time I get in the car to like drive somewhere, it is like endless commercials on every channel that I've given up, literally given up on listening to the radio half the time. Yep. Because I cannot deal with the commercials. It is so, like, my husband, like, when we get in the car with him, he, no commercials, nothing. He gets in the car with me, and I'm driving commercials every Only channel. Commercials. Yes, and I hate it so much. And I'm like, I'm serious. I laugh at him. I told him, I said, I'm seriously cursed over commercials. I said, it makes me so mad. <laughs> so, yep. Um,. I'm, Ban, uh, I banned my radio. <laughs> I don't blame you. I only listen to music for my phone now. That, that uh, same here. <laughs> so I, I answered this question last week um, on the podcast, but I'll answer it using Ruby as well uh, okay. since you've set the tone. Um, I honestly think that my hero, my, uh, my superhero person would actually be Blake as much as I wanted to be Yang. Um, yeah. or Blake or Weiss, and I and I kind of leaning more towards Weiss actually, uh, of feeling like you're almost set in a uh, role that you're not entirely not in control of. Um, basically, so you know, uh, you know, you know her backstory of like being her family is all controlling and basically has her future set for her, and she wants to feel control of her life. 
yeah. sometimes it's like with my uh, with my own uh, mental depression anxiety it's almost like it's set in stone for me like yeah well I'm the side character and everybody else is the main character um and it's almost for me it's like almost like that's stuck in that reality if that makes sense and so yeah, almost no, wanting to, totally to break out of it uh much like weiss would um and, and much like she did eventually she's yeah she's working on towards doing that she's becoming her own main care she's becoming her own self she's separating from her family and also along the lines of almost has that air of i'm better if that makes sense but it tr- I'm basically that era of I'm better than everyone else, but truly deep down, she's just afraid of getting hurt, which that's yeah. how I see her of like, she thinks she's putting this era of I'm better than you, especially in the first episode of Ruby ever. But you know, it's kind of like a, it's her shell of not wanting to get hurt by anyone. You put on a tough front and try to push people away before they can even get closer to you. You Exactly. Yes, and I've seen that happen a lot, and it's unfortunate because there's people that turn around from it and really strive to become something more. Um, Like, I'm so glad my family wasn't kind of like that, and, you know, because I'm the older sibling. I feel like that way, too. I'm the oldest sibling out of my family. There's six of us grandkids on my mom's side where I'm the older cousin of everybody. I'm the oldest one. I'm the guinea pig. I'm supposed to be setting an example because I'm the older sister. But that puts a lot of pressure. I feel that, you know, it put a lot of pressure on me to be perfect. Even though my parents didn't expect me to be perfect, I felt like I needed to be perfect because I had to set that example for my brother and sister. But, mm-hmm. you know, I learned that there's no way to be perfect. I mean, I'm going to make flaws. I'm going to make mistakes and very much... Uh, made flaws and mistakes and becoming an adult, I've learned a lot from my parents and half the time I'm like, my mom comes out of my mouth and, you know, with my dad, he struggles with anger issues too. Nothing like it was horribly bad. He just has a lot of the same thing where he was younger. He used to use his fist and try to punch his way out. Same here, same thing with me where I'm very much, I'd rather fight my way out of everything and fight with somebody then actually sit down and face the issue. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It, it's very tough. And it's, uh, but eventually you, you learn from it. You become a different person and it's hard to stray away from it. Cause then you kind of pull, you feel yourself kind of pull back to it. And then you're having to fight that battle again to go, no, I'm not going to be like that anymore. Yeah. You have uh, your dark moments. That's uh that's something that along the, Along this year, which I'm dubbing 2018 the year of transformation that I've been personally working on, of uh, recognizing faults and getting better at it. Uh, that definitely that has been, like, last year was a lot of conquering my fears and mm-hmm. conquering um, more of, like, my, my fear of heights, my fear of flying. And last year I did a lot of roller coasters and did a lot of things that I would never do before. And I've, lo- I've come to find out that I love roller coasters. I love the fact that, you know, it's free falling. I've, you know, I've done a lot of climbing and zip lining now that I, you know, I love it. I got over that fear. And now it's, um, this year has been the year of, is it really worth getting mad over about something? Is it really worth being irritated all the time? Is it really worth, you know, doing Liking the things stuff I more did? Than you hate it. Yeah, and that's that's this year has been very much that. And my husband's noticed a different calm has been about me. And I've definitely noticed that about myself too. Like I'm not getting so upset and angry about everything. I'm just like, you know, if things happen, it happens. We just got to deal with it or we don't go in there guns a blazing. We, you know, take time to talk. We're adults now. We're, you know, we have our own house. We, we need to be adults about this. And I feel like I've had a new sense of calm about myself this year. And then plus I've had a lot more time where I've talking to my dad a lot and I think my dad and I have gotten a lot closer because we deal with the same things and we have dealt with the same things in the past. And so now I feel like with my dad and I talking a lot more, we've gotten closer and I'm able to discuss issues that I have that I thought I would never be able to discuss with him. 
and a lot of our, you know, mental issues and, you know, anxiety and all that. So, I mean, that's kind of helped this year. And the fact that, like you said, it's almost like a year of transformation. I feel like next year is going to be the year of everything is going to be all right. Yeah. It's going to work out in the end. I can understand that. You're going to go through hard times right now. You know, I think of the Paramore song, you know, hard times. And then next year is going to be better. Agreed. So, um, let's move on to the convention. Okay. Because uh, we're almost at 40 minutes already. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, it's perfectly good. Um, so recently, the Louisville Supercon came to town. Uh, apart from your own, what was your favorite cosplay? I saw a lot of cosplays this weekend, and uh, my favorite by far, and he's actually part of the orcs group too, is, uh, not that I didn't see, I actually saw somebody dressed as Tortwick, but my favorite by far was Elf. Somebody dressed as Buddy the Elf. Okay. And went up the escalators, like in the movie. Okay. I died. I think I've, I, se- I think I've seen that picture on Instagram. I, I died. I thought it was so funny, because it was like... That is, like, one of my favorite movies. And seeing that in real life and actually seeing him, and he acted very much like Buddy the Elf, made it very worth seeing him. <laughs> so, I, the escalator thing, it killed it for me. He did everything like Elf, and I was I was so happy about it. <laughs> nice. I uh, personally liked, there was a guy named, a uh, guy who was dressed up as Jamie from Mythbusters. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually put that up on my Instagram. Someone was like, you went as that? And I was like, no. I went as something no one know, knew what it was. <laughs> and that's okay. We've we've joked about saying that we were going to go as our uh, our own characters and try to convince people that they were out of a, a certain show or anime. Just tell us Doctor Who and they'll go, I must have missed that episode. Yeah, you must have. And they'll yeah, move yeah. on. Yes. <laughs> Unless they're one of those people of like, no, I've watched every episode, including the black and white ones. And you're like, and now I know who to not talk to. And they've got the fez on. They've got the scarf. They got every the trench coat. They've got everything on too. That's the thing. So you can't you can't yeah. get by that Hoovian at that point. <laughs> I'm from um. Huh. I'm I'm the background character of that anime. <laughs> right. Or something that they would absolutely have no no idea what it's about. Uh. I, you know, did you watch the news? Um, <laughs> yeah, I watch. I don't have cable, so I catch no, it up the, on the, all the, my Facebook stuff. So. The, the joke was, is like uh, they were so into Doctor Who that they've never watched an ep- not never watched the news ever. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bad joke. No, uh, you're good. I, I thought that was funny, so <laughs> that's all I have to do. Yeah, <laughs> all I have to do to confuse people. <laughs> uh, so there was a lot of guests, a yes. lot of celebrity guests. Who is yes. your favorite? My husband and I actually got a picture with Alice Cooper, and I thought that was pretty neat. And I did that as his Christmas present because that's his favorite, uh, you know, musician. Um, but we actually met the voice actor for Roadhog. And that is actually my first main I ever played as. And that was Josh uh, Peterdorf, Petersdorf. I'm trying to pronounce his name. Um, but he ended up, I ended up meeting him and he was super, super nice. And mm-hmm. um, talked to him for a little while. And he seemed to be just as a biggest, you know, he met his favorite celebrity there too. So he was like geeking out about him. So, and I'm sitting over there geeking out about, you know, Josh, because he was my first man I ever played on Overwatch. And I started, you know, I figured that I was like, uh, you know, it kind of took me back. I was like, oh my gosh, they geek out too. They're just like us. Oh my God. (laughs) But he was probably one of my favorite um, people I got to meet that Sunday. I only got to go Sunday, which was, I hated it because, uh, you know, darn UPS. Um, But I wish I went on Saturday because I was really wanting to meet also um, one of the uh, Rodriguez. Um, He is the artist for Spider-Gwen. And I have been following him on Instagram for a super, super long time. And I was wanting to see him so badly. Didn't get to see him. He actually left Saturday night to go to the Spider-Verse premiere. So I was like, Is that out? And it came out yesterday, I believe. 
I want to say it came out yesterday because I've seen a lot of things being posted on Instagram. But I will tell you my favorite thing that they have included in that movie is the emo Parker dance. And yeah. um, the Spider-Man um, desk meme. Like a homage to that. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I definitely would say that Josh is like one of my favorite people that uh, I got to meet. He was super, super cool. And I actually ended up getting a uh, free autograph from him. So uh, that was pretty neat. Score. He goes, he's like, you know what? Since you and your husband are like the last people in line, he goes, I'm going to hook you up. I was like, yes, yes. And it happened to be my favorite picture that's ever out of the concept, which was uh, Roadhog and Junkrat kind of riding away on the motorcycle. And Junkrat's kind of like lobbing bombs at the police, at the Omnac police. So that's like one of my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to frame it eventually. Do it. <laughs> Um, I got to meet two, it's really tied. I think I want to give it to, uh, Monica Riel, uh, the voice actor for Tsubaki yes. from, uh, Soul Eater. Um, so the story behind that is, is I was going to, uh, my friend, I talked to my friend and she was like, Hey, me and my son, we started watching anime together and we started watching Soul Eater together. And I see there's Soul Eater people there. Would you mind getting their signatures? And I'm like, Yes. So I ended up buying a Soul Eater print off of a local artist, which I go buy your for go go buy from your local artists. Do it. Yes, yes, it definitely, now. definitely. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. And it had Tsubaki and Blackstar on it, and I got them both to sign it. And I was like, hey, put this one to this person, this one to this person. Boom. I will tell you, Monica Rial is one of the most genuine human beings i feel like i've met especially amongst the stars especially with having so many great voice actor uh great voice credits um yeah. because like there's things like she's bulma yeah and, from uh, dragon ball z yeah and mirror <laughs> jane from uh uh fairy tale yes and so i'm like like so down to earth so genuine like met one of the moderators for one of the discords she helps run or something like that and was like super genuine just amazing upbeat and that could have been because it was friday at one so there hadn't been three days of people meeting there but it was just so cool getting to meet somebody who was just as excited to meet us as we were to meet them she was almost feeding off of the our energy on a level yeah, and that's all. That's always fantastic in the aspect that, you know, when people start feeding off your energy. Okay, that slight interruption has been re re corrected. Um, so when people feed off the guests' energy and the guests feed off their energy, that's an astounding. Like, it's just something magical to watch. The guest is, like, on the verge of tears meeting them. And they're on the verge of meeting the cast. And it's, it's just, it, it's one of those, like, this is what cons are originally for. Yes. And it definitely, it, it makes you feel like you're like, oh my gosh, this is a real person. You kind of like touch out and like, it's almost like you look into a mirror, like touch out and you're like, oh my gosh, they're here. And it's, it's so, uh, it's so neat. And I, I love going to cons just because of that. Cause like a couple of years ago I went and met Norman Reedus and he freaked out because I made a crossbow and he signed it because he freaked out about it. He loved it so much. So nice. <laughs> it was, it was pretty neat. So like the energy that he was giving off was like, like me and my friend were like, ah, ah, Oh my gosh, can you believe it? <laughs> so it was very, uh, a very fangirly moment. And it's not like I didn't have like very fangirly moments here. Cause like, especially meeting, you know, my first main ever playing Roadhog and meeting Josh, it was very much like, he was hyped up too because there were so many people that he was wanting to meet and then seeing all the fans and, you know, hearing that people actually play his character and main his character was an interesting thing to him. And I think it's for, you know, for any actor who comes out there and starts, you know, in this game, any voice actor, they're like, oh my gosh, somebody actually really likes me. Like any celebrity, they're like, somebody actually is out there. They really like me. They really, they really enjoy who I am. So... I think that kind of, I think what you said, this is what cons were for. Yeah. This is definitely what they were for. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you uh, made a crossbow. So I want to ask yeah. some rapid fire questions of how did you get started in cosplaying? 
a couple of years, like my first cosplay was ever was Marceline, the vampire queen from uh, Adventure Time. Okay. Um, that was actually one of my favorite characters at the time, and Adventure Time was like this huge thing. So I wanted to be her. I wanted to be that character. I wanted to feel what it was like being her. So getting the opportunity to cosplay, I was like, man, I feel like her. I feel like the badass she is. I feel like the tough person that she is, but she's also very sensitive. But I felt like the vampire queen at the time. So it's it let me it like really got me to I want to do more. I want to be you know I want to be Norman Reedus. I want to be Daryl the girl version, or I want to be Carol, or I want to be Merle, and I want to feel like how it feels to be you know stepping in that character's life. And then I'm like man, I want to be Beetlejuice because I think that's going to be fun. And just to kind of like get the goofiness of, you know, his character and, you know, being that person. Then I want to be like the more serious character of, you know, Ghost Rider and, you know, not the, not the comic book movie, but the comics Ghost Rider. You mean you didn't want to be Nick Cage's Ghost Rider? If you've read the, don't get me wrong. <laughs> the CGI in the second movie was good, but the story is crap because once you read the comic books, it's like, what the hell? Because the comic books are so much serious, you know, so more serious or, you know, oh my gosh, if I get my words out, it's more like a Doctor Strange kind of seriousness to it where uh, Doctor Strange is very serious about what he does. Uh, the Ghost Rider is very serious about what he does as well, um, including, you know, the work with, you know, taking the deal and working with other people that are in the supernatural world, such as uh, Damien Hellstorm and his sister, Santana. Um, it's very serious comic. It's not as goofy. So I enjoy the more serious aspect of it and the fact that each Ghost Rider that comes out, they've got their own backstory, but the whole comic book is serious because it does deal with the supernatural and the good and bad and heaven and hell and that aspect. So I think compared to the movies, which have their own special place in my heart next to the emo Peter Parker dance, yep. <laughs> the third movie, um, I think it, it has its own little special place in my heart. But the comics will forever be my favorite turn of the Ghost Rider which I feel like if they adapted that into a TV series, it would work very much like Supernatural. So I think that's more of the reason why I like that. So Fair enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that was um, that was what you did this year? Was Ghost yes, Rider? Actually, yes, I went as Ghost Rider this year. Um, more of the Finn version. I wish I would have thought about it. I would have gone as Alejandra. Um, she is actually one of the Ghost Riders. She actually has a cool arm piece. Um, she is from originates from Mexico. And she has got very, uh, she's very cool. She's a different uh, take on the Ghost Rider because you never really hear. There's been Ghost Riders for millions of years that date back to prehistoric times, to Western, to now we got the Cosmic Rider. Um, but she's, it's nice to see a female take on it and actually see her in the comics. Nice. Yeah. Um, so when did you start actually creating the cosplay? Um creating this cosplay actually a couple of years ago I worked on this cosplay as a I was like I really want to do something I really want to start doing more of a makeup look I got inspired by great um I got inspired by Glam and Gore she's very much in the SF makeup and I wanted to dive more into doing that and actually being able to do body paints and learn how to transform my face from what it looks like to something different so I worked on it for a couple of days. Actually, <laughs> accidentally made a Diablo-looking face out of eyeshadow, so that was pretty neat. Um, just to kind of set the foundation, and then a couple now, of days later, I kind of went in with body paint. I want to go ahead and make a couple assumptions. When you say <laughs> Diablo, you mean from Oscar-winning Suicide Squad, <laughs> and not the Blizzard point-and-click game, correct? Uh, yes, okay. yeah, that 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 Diablo. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the suicide Diablo. But I think he's pretty much the only character I appreciate out of that movie, besides uh, Deadshot and the Harley Quinn, especially with her actor being very much of learning gymnastics and actually getting into the role of being Harley Quinn. She I, did very very well. I can't. I will give you, her props. I can't believe you didn't list the Killer Croc's amazing dialogue choices as one of your favorite parts of the movie. I know, one-liners always get me. 
one-liners. And that's about how many he had. Yeah, I know. Or, you know, they could have not put any lines in for him at all and just had him stand in the background or just put a cardboard cutout piece because that would have worked. But the only problem would have been was the swimming underwater scene. It would just float on top. But who else would have given us great lines? Like, (laughs) I better get B-E-T. Who? Who would have delivered that line? No one. Uh, No one else. No one else in the world. He perfected that line. I mean, there is nobody else. Nobody. (laughs) That movie is... It It is a solid two two hours. It's two movies in two, honestly. It it was something else. It was a... Uh, it was a train wreck that you couldn't stop watching, but it uh, ended up becoming an Oscar-winning train wreck. <laughs> first makeup, first makeup, caveat. Yeah, and I, I will say the makeup. Oh no, I'll agree. The movie, I will say the makeup for that movie was fantastic, and for somebody to actually sit and do all that, I will. I mean, it's it's very hard to do makeup in general on an everyday basis. Uh, SF makeup and trying to transform yourself into something different because once you put on that makeup it's like you know I put on makeup every day and it's nothing else but once you put on like makeup like like I said for like Beetlejuice or like I did the exorcist a couple years ago for I went it was my ninth grade year and I was the exorcist for Halloween and you get a different vibe and it's a I know everybody's gonna be like she was the exorcist um my mom actually let me, my mom was like, you could be the exorcist this year. It gave me a very different vibe and it was a very creepy vibe. And it was good for when I walked into school, uh, no one paid actually everybody paid attention to me, but no one wanted anything to do with me that day. So it was a nice, like, uh, back off. Nice. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I get that you, you change yourself once you get into makeup. Yeah. Um, what would you say is your favorite cosplay? That you've done my favorite cosplay to this day and it's something my dad and i worked on together was my merle cosplay very very simple but it's probably one of my favorite because it was my dad and i worked on it and it was actually the first cosplay my husband and i ever did and this is actually before we started dating um uh he went as daryl and i went as merle and somehow we ended up dressing like the action figures that were there that's awesome so, we were actually laughing about that, and we still continue to laugh, but it's one of my favorites, and I still actually have the arm piece for it today. Okay. So it was, it's so. like that sentimental component of it, it was something you built with your dad, and like you said, this was before you started dating? Yeah, this is before my husband and I started dating, and uh, this is like, I think, two or three weeks before we started dating. Uh, we the bonding actually, experience. Yeah, I actually didn't know that he liked me. And I kind of liked him at the time, but I was like, oh, man, he's not going to date me. You know, he's talking to another girl at this time. And we ended up going out that night after the con for pizza and just to kind of hang out because we hung out a lot as just friends and went out to eat a lot. And it was almost like I would say everybody was like it was almost like that Kim Possible and Ron thing where you want them to date, but they don't like you don't think that they like each other. And then come to find out you really do. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they finally dated. That was like how everybody was. When it's we were happening. Working. It happened. <laughs> so well, that was like what he always says. Like that night, he was just like, I just knew I wanted to date you. I just he's like, it wasn't even just the fact that I had fun with you that day. It, he goes, you're just he was like, I wanted to date you. He goes, I just the way you looked underneath that light and you're, you know, just sitting there eating. He goes. I just knew I, you know, you were the one for me. So I, that was like, it was a good bonding experience that day. I actually got to hang out with him the whole day and then um, pizza and then turned out dating and now we've married. <laughs> so <There> you go. <laughs> it works out. Cosplay brings people together. If you want to find somebody, cosplay. You're going to find them. <laughs> that's, that, you know, that was going to be my next question is if you had one suggestion for a person thinking of cosplaying, what would it be? cosplay if you're gonna find if you cannot find like i couldn't find my niche in high school but as i got out of high school and started talking to people i've met you know people that have different interests than me and i've become really good friends with and some of them are my best friends but then cosplaying has brought me together with so many people and getting to share ideas cosplay cosplay be somebody different for a day you're gonna meet say you don't think that your, you know, your skills aren't good enough. You know, you start at the bottom. 
you everybody starts at the bottom, no matter what you do. Somebody's gonna start, but somebody's gonna love what you do because there's somebody out there that's starting just like you. Or like the other day, somebody's like, when I went to the con, they're like, my costume's not as good as you. Yours is fantastic. Let me take a picture with you. Let me, you know, let's talk. How did you get that chain to stay around your, you know, your torso? I met another ghost rider and he couldn't keep his chain around his torso. I fixed it for him. And guess what? Now I've met him and he was a super nice guy. I'm hoping to meet him at the next con. I've met a couple other people that were ghost rider, you know, cosplaying as ghost rider that were on that orcs. And they're wanting to, I want to get together and get a photo op with them. Because I think it's fantastic that I've met all these people. And then meeting people that can share ideas with you and bounce ideas off and tell you, you know, I think this is a realistic or I don't know if this is going to be realistic right now, but let's, let's work on it. So cosplay, meet people. That's the fastest way you're going to meet somebody. Somebody, you're, somebody is going to be forever in love with you because you're doing something that they love to. It's a hobby. It's, it's an art. It's, it's having fun. Doesn't matter if your skills are at the beginner or at the advanced. It's about having fun at the end of the day and meeting people and meeting like-minded people. And even though you might share differences on the outside world, one thing's going to bring you together and that's the great part. And everybody's able to get together at these cons and share that too. So, uh, I mean, just get together with people, you know, cosplay, do things. So get out there, explore the world. What I'm boiling it down to is the words of the immortal Shia LaBeouf, just do it. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams, man. It works. In so yes. many different ways, it works. Yes, it works. It definitely does. I mean, like I said, I've met so many amazing people. My husband decided to date me then. And I mean, as crazy as I drag him around to all these cons now um, and that he loves me to do it. So I was like, I, I knew that he loved me from day one. So There you go. <laughs> um, so last bit. Yes. Where can people find your stuff, um, your cosplay um, and other things that you do? Um. They can follow me on my personal Instagram, but I don't know how much they feel about memeable faces being posted there. That is, uh, but my art Instagram is night owl, night, uh, N-I-G, oh my gosh, N-I-G-H-T, owl, A-L, artwork, at, um, on Instagram. Um, I post a lot of my art there. I haven't really been posting anything recently since it has been Christmas and just everything amping up at my work. Um, but they can find me on Instagram that way. They can also find me on Facebook that way. And they can also find me on, I would say Twitter, but I really hardly get forget on Twitter. Um, I'm also on YouTube. I do game a little bit on YouTube, but I haven't played anything since Spider-Man. I kind of forgot to start streaming my Spyro gameplay. So <laughs> apologize for that. But most of my cosplay stuff is on my personal page, which is TZG19. Okay. So I know that was a lot of like vomit, you know, word vomit. <laughs> so. No, we'll also have them in the links down below. Oh, that sounds good. You know what? Everybody, just follow the links down below. That'd be fantastic. Give me a like, subscribe, hit subscribe on uh, YouTube, anything. I need your, I need your help. Sometimes just, all it takes just, is somebody stopping by and going, nice. Yes, just, just, just hit the nice button on there. Just. Just help a poor girl out. <laughs> Don't donate five dollars a day. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Um, I feel like YouTube and all should have the not just a like button. They should also have a noise. Noise, noise, um, noise button. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like it's better than a like. It's noise. It's noise. It's 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 I, I feel or the pity button. That's that's another one. I need that button. I need the pity button. Just. Just pity me. Uh, YouTube's already demonetized like my last two episodes of the Spider-Man stream because it was playing the Doc Ock music in the background. Just, just, just hit that pity button, that subscribe button. Hit the bell for notification, even though that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. <laughs> at, at a certain point, um, also YouTube needs to have a "you tried" button because that's what I need personally. I need that too. I've, I've tried to move a couple of things over the Twitch, so. But at the same time, I'm like. I'm not there yet. So. Other than the podcast, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Twitch and its idea of uh, letting content creators be content creators without the adpocalypse. But um, unfortunately, I'm not into the 
uh, Twitch uh, affiliation or I'm trying to think what it's called. I think it's Twitch affiliation. Twitch or affiliation. Yeah, thank you. Because I was like, I feel like that's what it's called, but there's so many things that are thrown around. So uh, like, affiliate like, and partner. Yes. Yep. And I'm just like, I'm not there yet, but I want to be. It's like, it's a goal for me. It's just not a set goal right now. It's, it's like I need to come right up with. Now. I need to come up with more content. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So anything? Any last words before uh, podcast ends? Yeah. Don't come home stupid, kids. Just stay in school. Don't. Uh. Again, don't come home stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, crack is whack. Crack, crack is whack, but weed is. Okay. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm. Jo- I'm completely kidding about that. <laughs> Please. Please, mom, if you if I decide to link you to this to this podcast, please do not think I do this. I know you think you know me drinking is bad, but <laughs> I do I'll not see do that. you at church on Sunday. <laughs> uh, I don't see her either. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you, Alex, for joining me on this podcast. I think it thank was a good for, one. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I ran it like over forty minutes. <laughs> It's all good. We'll have to do this again sometime. I know, especially um, maybe when Volume 6 ends on um, Ruby, and maybe we can have a discussion on what is to come on Volume 7. Amen to that. I'm down for that. Uh, um, I'm totally down for that, too. So yeah, as always, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe for Reels uh, to both Alex's stuff and to the podcast as well, and share it with your friends. Uh, the more that hear this, the better. And if you have any other guests that you'd like to see, or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, go ahead and go to the Discord, and there is a linked post that you can fill out a little form to let us know a little bit more about you so we can see if you are a good fit to be a guest on the podcast. So, until next week, have a good one. Bye, y'all. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time.